the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 185, recorded July 16th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker, one half of the KyberCast team. The other half with me, as always, is... Michael Diaz. How are you doing, Joe? I am recovering from a long fishing trade show, something that you would absolutely enjoy, Michael. You would love it so much because I know fishing is uh, something you really is near and dear to you. Uh, I like how you take our off-air conversations and then twist them and throw them back. No offense to anyone that likes fishing. It's just not for me. It's not for Michael. He just likes to eat them. No. <laughs> Make That's you do all the work. I don't um, even like fish. Like, I'll eat walleye. That's it. That's it? Not even yeah. like a good seared tuna steak? Well, ugh, that's not good in my opinion. Oh, wow. All right. Well, let's go on to something good. About <laughs> the news this week then. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, did you see the new Ahsoka trailer, Joe? Um, only three or four times, yeah. Big surprise, big surprise. What would you think? I, I think it's probably, out of all the reviews we're going to talk about this week, I think it's probably the best thing I've seen all week. <laughs> wow. Wait, just the news or everything? No, just that preview was more enjoyable than pretty much anything I watched all week that, that we're going to review. Oh, wow. That's wow. That's a, that's a teaser. That's a, that's burying the lead. Well, it cost me nothing. Number one. <laughs> well, right. Not nothing. Your broadband access and your time, Joe. Your time's worth something. And it is worth something. And it gave it back in space. No, I enjoyed it. Did you Did you like it? I thought it looks badass. And, you know, I I fully embrace the idea of force users that are not at opposite ends. Like, we've had Jedi and Sith. That's it. That's because of George Lucas. Other creators since, like Ahsoka, she might be a Jedi now, but there was a long period of time when she left the Jedi Order and yeah. she was her own thing. You, now, she's still... You, you do know that George Lucas created her working with with Filoni, right? That's fine. Okay. A but, and the story arc of her being not necessarily a Jedi or whatever. That's fine. Okay. Well, I just want to make sure you have the credit because you said everything about George Lucas, and that's just not true. Well, so I just wanted you to know. I, no, I'm, I'm getting this secondhand from Freddie Prinze, who went off on a rant that I watched that was pretty good. But the point is, we've seen other writers and other creatives kind of take you know, their liberties with it. I, I don't know if you read any of the Star Wars um, comics that were put out by Dark Horse back in the day. I didn't. I didn't. They're now considered legacy. They did this whole series that takes place like hundreds of years after the fact in this resurgent empire and this... It was this resurgent, like, imperial empire. Imperial empire, of course, it's imperial. But, you know, like, the empire is kind of back hundreds of years later, but then also it's kind of in conflict and sometimes an ally with this resurgent Sith order. And there's, you know, Cade Skywalker. He's kind of like, he's kind of like uh, if Han was a, was a force user in the day. Got it. Anyhow. They created this whole other set of force users called uh, the um, uh, the Imperial Guard, who they had lightsabers and they protected the Emperor, but they weren't Sith, but they weren't Jedi, but they protected the Emperor. So, like, you know, I I appreciate the duality of Jedi and Sith, but when it comes down to it, those are both different philosophies. You might even want to go so far as to call them different religions. They're different looks at faith. And how many hundreds of, you know, religions and faiths do we have here on earth? It would make sense in a galaxy full of trillions of people. There might be more than two viewpoints when it comes to the force. That said, that's why I like these new, 
you know, obviously not good guys, but they say we're definitely not Jedi. But they have orange lightsabers, so they're definitely not Sith. But yet they seem to be aligned with um, Thrawn, who's not a good guy. So that's one of the things that most appeals to me. I'd like to see a a larger exploration, a deeper exploration of Force users and Force-sensitive types that don't necessarily prescribe to mm-hmm. Sith and Jedi. What about you? Well, I mean, I think the preview looks great. I'm super stoked. Um, I think it feels more Star Wars than the stuff that's happening lately. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, my expectations are high. Uh, I've touted Dave Filoni for years now, so <clears throat> it's really uh, he's either going to make me look like an idiot or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you're you're fairly safe. I mean, let's say this: you know, everyone, you know, we're all human. He can make mistakes. I haven't loved everything he's done, but for the most part. I'd say the vast majority of his creative output, I've thoroughly enjoyed. So, well, I mean, in light of Bob Iger's comments about Disney slowing down with Marvel and <clears throat> even Star Wars, that this series has a lot riding on it. I think. How so? I, I mean, there, there's still no movie coming out for another three years or whatever, and um, if they start or slowing longer. Th- or longer, there's there. They're going to slow things down. Some of it's not even why they slow it down between the writers and the actors going on strike. Um, I, I just think there's a lot riding on this show, like to, to keep people's interest in Star Wars and to keep it in a place that, of positivity uh, of storytelling. I can see that. I mean, not everything that's come out of Disney Plus and Star Wars has been a, a you know a hit out of the park. Arguably, only the Mandalorian in season three did okay. Right, Mandalorian, and I don't know as far as ratings go, but as far as creativity and my personal interest, Andor is right up there too. Well, yeah, it just didn't do well, ratings wise. I, well, I can see why. Only in that, it's the most adult Star Wars has been, and it is a darker, more adult story. It's like. You know, there are times when, like, you know, sometimes I get upset and I got to realize Star Wars wasn't made for me at almost 50 years old. But then there are times when I watch The Mandalorian and go, that makes me feel like I did when I saw, like, you know, the original trilogy. And it gets me excited like a little kid again. I think that's where this one's going to go, though. I think it could do that. At least if anybody's read the Heir to the Empire series, I think, obviously, you're either going to be probably pissed or happy that there's nods to it. But, so all that said... I think it looks fantastic, which was interesting to me. One of our listeners, your friend Chris, is it your friend? Mm-hmm. We, wasn't he on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not that's a different Chris, but. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. But I, I, one, one of our listeners, Chris, and I'm not calling him out. I just, I thought it was interesting because he said he thought it looked cheap. cheap. And yeah, I mean, we'll see. it looks cheap? I, I, not yet. Okay. I mean. We'll see. I mean, sometimes previews are not finished work, you know. Exactly, because not all the effects are done and all that stuff. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not going to judge it on that till till it's over. It looks compelling to me. Um, I, I guess Sabine might be a Jedi in training. That's kind of new to me. I don't know, if, or not. We don't know. We'll find out. I know there's spoilers out there. I don't want to give those away though. Um, <clears throat> I haven't looked at any of the spoilers, so I'm I'm speaking from a position of ignorance here. <laughs> As usual. Like, as usual, yeah. It's it's not changing you, set it off. You, you set that up. It's too oh, easy. yeah. That was, a, that was a softball right to you, Joe. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping, again, I haven't looked into any of this backstory, and I never watched Rebels in its entirety. That's too bad. You should finish it if I you know, can before right Ahsoka. After, right after Daredevil season. You should really watch at least watch the last season before Ahsoka, because I think you'd get a lot out of it. That's probably actually a good idea. Well, we'll get to, into why I won't though in just a little bit when we get to our geek this week but I, I, I digress um, I'm hoping that Sabine is yet another one of those force sensitive people that maybe isn't a Jedi or isn't a Sith if we're seeing it coming from the dark side with these new people I don't know what they're called yet with the orange lightsabers why can't we have people that walk the way of the light but not be Jedi we know that she learned how to use the dark saber because she 
owned it for a while. It was in her possession. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping it's another aspect of that. that we're, the force is spreading out to more people in different ideologies. That's my take on it. I could be. On. We shall find out. August, I think August 23rd, we'll get two episodes. Yeah, I can't wait. Looks can't good. Can't wait. Should be good. All right. Next on the list, Michael, you put Spider-Verse. Well, just noting that Across the Spider-Verse is now Sony's biggest animated film ever. Uh, it's making all the money. Someone I haven't seen. You really should. But well, I, I do. I want to. It's been busy. busy. Yep, yeah. I get it. I no, get there's it, nothing so. negative for me to see it. I just have to see it. Exactly. Uh, in further movie news, more casting for Superman Legacy. They've now cast Mr. Terrific, Hot Girl, and my one of my personal favorites, Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern, Guy Gardner. I can't wait. I'm actually worried now. Why is that? I don't need all those superheroes in a Superman movie. I want to see what they want to do with him. I don't need a... It's actually already scaring me. There's going to be too much in it already. Like, pare it down. Like, I don't need any of these characters at all right now. Uh, set the well, tone for the set the tone for the world. See who Superman is. Give him the time he needs because coming off of uh, Snyderverse, Superman never got the time he needed. Um, one movie, then thrown in with a mix of other, and then killed him um, and brought him back differently. It, it, I I, I want to see a good Superman. And um, I, I already think it's muddied. They don't have the money to do that. I think DC is in trouble. You can't throw $300 million at these films anymore. And now you have four other superheroes in it. And um, maybe they're quick things and I could be wrong, but we'll see. I hear you. I don't disagree. Um, but I don't think you're going to get what you're asking for because uh, Gunn has been pretty clear that He's not doing the origin of Superman again. No, I don't care about an origin again. What no, I no, care no, about I, is time for him to be on screen and do what he needs to do. Right, but he's established now, and I, I didn't put this in the notes, but they've also cast Metamorpho, which means yet another hero. And Gunn has basically come out and said, Superman, this Superman, his version, is coming into a world. Whereas, you know, previous incarnations, we're talking the Christopher Reeve Superman, basically almost every Superman there is has appeared in a world where he is the first or one of the first metahumans. That's what they call them in the DC universe. One of the first metahumans, right? That kind of comes out. And then once he reveals himself, others start revealing themselves. Whereas Gunn is saying he's going to come into a world that is already pretty chock full of heroes. I don't know how I feel about that. Again, I, I don't like that, but we'll see. It might be great. Again, yeah, it comes down to the story. It's always the story. And right. Gunn is a fantastic storyteller. But yes, my initial reaction is I would too would like to see a Superman be able to flourish a bit, you know, be Superman and get at least a movie or two under his belt. Not even a movie or two, at least a couple movies. You're right. Cavill was shortchanged. Big time. I agree. So, so we'll see. I mean, you know, to me, like I said, Suicide Squad that I thought was terrible. So uh, I mean, Gunn's track record for me is up and down. Um, his Guardians movies are very good. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe they'll bring John Cena in too. <laughs> I, I could see Cena being in there as a cameo. But I have to believe, well, part of me wants to believe, and this will probably leak closer to when the film actually comes out. And again, I have no insider information. They can't even write it and shoot it. They're like, this thing's already delayed. Well, it's already written. Gunn wrote it already. Sure. No, he posted those uh, Twitter pics of him. He wrote it. Uh-huh. Now, he can't rewrite it legally, I don't think. Well, yeah, but how's he gonna, how are they going to know? Well, yeah. But I am almost convinced with this many heroes involved, that it's going to leak pretty close to the time of release that we're going to meet the DCU Batman, probably like in a post credit scene or something. There's no way they're going to have all these other heroes and we're not going to see a Batman. I don't know. What do you think? Probably. I mean, there's already too many in there, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Right. Anyway, we'll find out. Did you have any other news, Joe? 
No, I honestly, Michael, I didn't get a chance to do any kind of research before the show. Just, um, you know, got home and started rip roaring over here. So good with that. But we can jump into the geek this week. And, you know, I'll say quickly, mine is at a trade show for a fishing uh, trade show for our company. And uh, believe it or not, there's a crap ton of tech there that you would not. I mean, I, I could go over a bunch of stuff, but I did like this little donut, this like with an engine on it, like a raft kind of thing that with a, a circular engine um, that you can go fishing on, which was pretty sweet. It's like a thousand bucks, like electric. I've seen electric, those. Like a bumper fishing boat was pretty yeah, sweet. I've seen those. Those are pretty cool. Um, and uh, there's a ton of stuff there. I mean, it was, it's actually, I, I don't know how many people are in the lure business, but holy mackerel, you cannot believe how many people sell lures. Like, how are you all eating? There's so much competition, but that's about it for me, man. I didn't get a chance to, I, I, you know, luckily when I got there, um, got there with plenty of time. I went to a, a nine o'clock Indiana Jones movie, so we can talk about that later. So that was really my geek this week, which we'll talk about later. Awesome. Uh, for me, yes, I'm still reading To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. Uh, it's taken me way too long to read this book. In fact, I posted on my personal page. I, I Like the... Um, what are they called? The Murderbot series. Each book is around 200 pages or less. There's one novel. The fifth book is an actual full-length novel, but all the rest are short. I don't know what it is about them, mm-hmm. but the fact that they're about 200 pages makes me think, oh, I can read that in no time. And I usually do, like two, maybe three days a week tops, if even that. I'm through the book. Now, wow. I'm trying to get through this eight to 900 page tome that is to sleep in a sea of stars and there's something psychological about the fact that it's so long and intimidates me like i'll i keep thinking i'm never going to get done with this so then i just (laughs) don't make the time to read which makes it like a self-fulfilling prophecy that i'm never going to get this book done but i got an alert well there is a little bit of uh marketing uh the sixth book in one of my favorite series red rising uh the name of the book is called lightbringer comes out in at the time of this recording in nine more days which means i need to finish to sleep in a sea of stars in the next nine days because well i might have a couple extra days so give or take let's say 11 days because that's when the book comes out the library has to process it put it in their system and then i'm first in line to get it from the library so now i have a timetable now i have a goal and basically, I have to read about 50 pages a day, which is completely doable. But now Absolutely. I have a goal. Well, there you go. To read. So I'm hoping to finish in the next 10 to 11 days to sleep in a sea of stars. Nice. Now, let me ask you this, Joe. It was Prime Day this week. Did You you were busy, so did you get anything cool? I, mean, I, I, I have never bought anything on any Amazon Prime Day. Okay. I don't give a shit. I'm not giving them the time. Well, I did. <laughs> There's nothing I need to buy. If I need to buy it, I just buy it. I'm the same way, but they seem to put discounts across the board and some comics that I had intended to buy at some point in time. Uh, one of those being Always Never. I also bought The Invincible Compendium, Volume 1, which is like the first uh, third of the series. Um, they put that in an amazing deal, like over, I think it was 54% off. So I ordered the Invincible Compendium Volume 1. Of course, it, it's like a drug dealer, right? You get that one, that first one super cheap because there's two more volumes that I'm going to pay closer to full price on. They're going to get their money. No, I just wait till next Prime. No, that's the thing. But Volume 1s you put on steep discount, so that way you have to get Volume 2 and 3, right? But but wait till Prime next year. Maybe we'll have 2 and 3 in. I don't think they will. But so the collector, the comic book collector within me is like, I, I like, I haven't even read volume one. I will. And I'm sure when I get to the end of volume one, I'll be like, well, now I need to buy volume two. Unless it's horrible. I don't think so. It's gotten all kinds of accolades, you know, for over the years. I mean, I think it first came out like 10, 15 years ago. I mean, there's the, I know a little bit of what's going on because I watched a couple episodes <clears throat> of the Amazon Prime, you know, animated version of it. Got it. But been meaning to check that out, so I bought that. That'll be coming Thursday because that's who I am. I I do the slow shipments so that way I get credits. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, I bought a book called Bear by Stefan Nospelius. Uh, 
it's a comic book. It's a short comic book about um, mental health and depression. Oh, geez, that sounds fun. But no, it's it's. <laughs> he wrote it as a coping mechanism, and a lot of people have been lauding it as a great way to illustrate and show what people deal with and how you can, you know, like uh, skills or not skills, uh, coping techniques to, you know, help with the depression to, you know, I, you, you can't just use coping techniques to, to get yourself out of depression. I mean, there's therapy, there's medication, all this stuff, but it's, it's I hear it's very insightful and very helpful. Cool. So it was, I was interested. So that's me and my geek this week. Yeah, I'll have to do more this week because I'm certainly not geeking out as much as I should, I suppose. It's okay. But anyways, before we move on, if anyone would like to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast to uh, throw some money in the till, maybe get the site going up, keep things moving on. Um, sure would appreciate it, but uh, we're happy you're here. Anyways. All right, Michael, let's do this. Let's talk Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. You're fresh off of it today, so you're a little bit fresher than I am of last Monday. Um, yes. Hmm. How should we start this? I'm wondering. You know what? You go. You're fresh. Why don't you you give your <laughs> overview? I mean, I, I know where I'm at on it. Well, I – okay. I think we're at odds. Based on what you've said already. So I know you just asked me to start, but I'd kind of like to hear why you didn't like it. Uh, I didn't I didn't hate it either. It yeah, but fine. that's it, the thing. It was fine. It was better than four, three, four, sorry. Yeah, better than Crystal Skull. Um, the second half of the movie was way better than the first half. Like incredibly better than the first half. The first half was garbage. Um they showed his face a little bit. It was a gimmick. The first half was a gimmick. That's the problem I had with it. There's actually no reason for, to, in that backstory to actually put in Indiana Jones in there. Um, Are you just, talking about the original? Like when you say the first half, mm-hmm. well, actually, it's probably like the first quarter is that flash. It didn't really pick up until the first, to, to the second half of the movie, though. Okay, that's opinion. fair. That's fair. Um, the whole beginning was a gimmick. It didn't really actually. He didn't really need to be there to move that story forward. They could have just showed the past about what that thing was and who who, um, uh, what's his name, bad guy, uh, Schmidt or Vol Volmer. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, trying to think of the actor's name for some reason. It's you know his brother's playing Thrawn as well. Um, Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads. All they need to do is show him. It's like they, they threw Indy in there for no reason. He didn't even Indy didn't even know the dial was there. He wasn't even there for that. They just kind of captured him and put him in there and it kind of ran. It was like just kind of foolish. It was bad writing. That part of it. It's like, eh, we're just gonna do it. And then if you really want like the CG was not that good. The close up of his face when he's not moving around, that's fine. But he was jumping on the stuff and moving, it was actually like worse than Spider Man from fifteen years ago. I, I do have to say I agree with you. Like when he was just sitting there or talking and stuff to them, I was like, man, he looks great. They did a great job of this. But then the minute he started running or something and you had to see his face in action, yeah, it's, it suddenly get waxy and stuff. I'm like, oh, it's a video game now. Yes. And that is the problem. Uh, pretty much for the whole movie is basically a video game setups and things like that. Um, this movie dramatically missed Spielberg. Nothing against uh, what was the name? Who did this? Bangold. Um, who's fine, but it missed the camera techniques of Spielberg and the humor that he brought to it. Mangled basically was a thinner version. It's like, you know, you got the Oreos, then you get the Oreo thins. This was an Oreo thin. Who buys the thins? I don't know. That's why people are asking who goes to Indiana Jones 5. It's a thin. Um. It was touching at the end. I mean, it was you know, it was the it was the most fun when it was basically the the third act. Okay. When they actually you know started doing the spelunking and things like that, that's when it really kind of got good. So it took a while to get there. Um, but I didn't hate it. It just it was okay. This this wasn't great. It's by far not a great movie. So what grade would you give it? See, 
Okay. Average. That's what that's what it was. It was definitely an average movie. Um, Michael's going to be the opposite. He's like, it's an A plus. It's great. No, but uh, we'll see. No, 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 it's not an A plus. Uh, I will. I fully admit it is not an A plus. Um, but I had fun. I mean, I did have fun watching it. I wasn't like angry or anything watching it. It just wasn't. Uh, there's some really good parts, and you know, um, basically, it really took off when he talked about his son. That's when the movie took off to me. Okay. You know, the underwater thing was cool. I was, right. uh, I, I know there were references and pictures of Mutt, but they were all at such a distance. It was almost like this physical distancing, like, I don't want to have anything to do with Mutt. You know what I mean? Yep. Which, the way four ended Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it seemed pretty obvious that they were almost, they were this close to doing a handing of the torch to Mutt. I mean, especially the way that Indy's hat flew off and then Mutt retrieves it. And then, of course, Indy takes it back and you're like, oh, okay, he's not done yet. You know, he's not handing this off to Mutt. Now, say what you will about Mutt. Uh, it's the course correction, if you will, or the, or how else you want to put it, the uh, uh, retcon just you know, basically they just kill him off, which well, I it's understand. Not a, it's not a retcon. It's just a okay. move forward of the story. They didn't retcon anything. Okay. Not retcon, but it's still, it's, it's such a shift because it was obvious that Spielberg and Lucas wanted more of Mutt, or at least were alluding to more for Mutt. And then this new writing team comes in, this new director, and they just wipe the board of it. And it, it very, to me, is very similar the way uh, The Last Jedi and The oh, yeah. Rise of Skywalker are such a, oh, left turn all of a sudden. Very much. And then very you striking. Made, you know, um, I don't know. They made Indy sound, uh, uh, Indy was not smart in this movie and that bothered me. He didn't seem as smart as he usually was. It's okay to be feeble, but I don't think he would have been as dumb they kind of dumbed him down, and I didn't like that. See, I took it as uh, – I see where you're coming from, but I took it as – I mean, when we first meet Indy in the quote-unquote present, or, you know, what, 1969, he's sitting in his underwear, drinking, and either passed out or fell asleep. Right. With the TV blaring. He doesn't – they don't want to come out and say it, but I think as you watch the movie, you realize – based on the little bit he keeps giving as the movie goes on, he was in a deep, deep depression. Yes, they, they should have been more straightforward, but yes, obviously lost his son and right. getting and divorced. Then, and, well, and like I said, they kind of, I'm okay with the way it was done because, you know, nowadays, you know, mental health is something that people are much more eager and speak about. But Indy is of that ilk, even older than our parents. Well, some of our parents. Yeah. Yeah. Our parents that, well, yeah. You know, as it used to be, you know, you have a stiff upper lip and you just, you just deal with it. You don't talk about it. And I see Indy being that way and he didn't talk about it. And you get a little bit of pieces here and there, like when they're on the boat and he starts talking about, you know, Marilyn was in a deep depression and I was unable to help her. And at first right. I was like, what wasn't he able to do? But as you see, as the movie goes on, it's not that he was unwilling. He couldn't because he was in his own depression. So I see that as that's maybe why he wasn't the sharp indie. I mean, yes, he's older. I don't know how old they put him in the movie. In the movie, they kind of make it sound like he's in his late 60s, early 70s. We know he's 80 years old now, Harrison Ford in real life. But he makes a comment about, you know, I'm twice your age to... Um, to Helena, mm-hmm. you know, wombat. But I think this the whole first half is slow because he's coming out of his fog of depression bit by bit. And that does affect one cognitively. So that's my explanation for it, whether or not the writers or the director intended for that. That's how I interpret that. So that's... My I think you're being. I think you're being kind. So I'll give that to you. I, I don't think they're that smart. I don't know. James Mangold's a pretty good director. 
Yeah. Now that's it. I again, I haven't liked everything he's done. The first Wolverine movie he did was okay. Um, you know the one where he's in Japan. Yeah. That said, I thought Ford versus Ferrari was phenomenal. Obviously, Logan I thought was phenomenal. I don't know. I I I, I see some of your critiques. But yeah, I, I, like the, I, I like the idea that it. Sorry, I like the idea that they gave it. Um, Time as the analogy, because, you know, time has gone by. We'd all like to go back. Uh, I don't think if a 12-year-old saw this movie, they wouldn't like it as much as they, if they watched the first Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, I think that's part of the reason why this movie hasn't lit up the screen like people were hoping. This is not Raiders of the Lost Ark, okay? This is not any of the three movies. Those three movies are ending as prime. The fourth and fifth, this is a character reaching the end of his career. Yes, there's been enough of a time, a pretty significant time jump from the fourth and fifth movies. But, I mean, it's even clear, you know, in the fourth movie, he's kind of starting to wrap things up. He can't do what he used to do. Whereas the first one, those are totally his prime. So I can get why, well, I don't get why Disney thought this would light things up because for me, I thought this was a nice wrap up of the trilogy, not the trilogy, quadrilogy. No, quintilogy of films. Sure. This is Indy on the way out and he's going out, not on top, but with, with a win. Just as long as he goes out. Well, see, that's the thing though. They obviously, in the fourth one, they were hoping it was going to be super successful. And the way he takes his hat back from us, it, it led people to believe, oh, there's going to be another. Which, obviously, there was. It's been, what, like 13 years or more since the, since the fourth movie? Something like that. Something like that. But even this one, they do that, you know, that, that's focus in yeah, as, pulls as he takes his hat. <clears throat> and I'm like... That's just a nod. That's not... There's, they're done. Do not go back to this well. Do not reboot it. Do not put another actor. Kill it. Move on. Come up with something new because it's time. I will say this. No, they should not reboot it. This is the story is set. These are fantastic. You know, I'm surprised is uh, Disney's not going the Star Trek approach. With, oh, please uh, don't. No, no, God, hold on. God forbid. With the Star Trek approach, not with the series, but some of his adventures, I know they did comics about it in the 80s and stuff. I think they could really, if they wanted, and maybe they did a bunch of this already in books. Maybe I'm not familiar, but God, there are so many adventures he probably had that'd be cool to read about. Yeah, if they want to write books, that's fine. But I would also be okay, and I'm thinking you'll disagree with me on this. I would be more than fine with them doing a Helena Shaw film or series. I liked yeah, it that much. I have zero desire to watch that. I liked, I thought she was fine that role perfectly. She was good, but I don't need that. What, what do I want that for? Well, if you want to continue the, the IP, you could go that way. She's I mean, Jones. I don't want to continue that. There's no IP there. Well, you she, could. I she mean, is not an IP. No, she's not. But as long as Harrison Ford's still alive, he could make like guest like he should go mm. see him. Like, nope. Indy, nope. I have a problem nope. with this. Nope, nope, nope. Done. Do not, do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Stop right now before they kill anything else. And uh, move on, move on. Because it's I'd, I'd be good with more with her. I loved her. They can do some other episode or something with her with a different character and do something. She's great. Um, just there's no reason to even talk about it as an Indiana Jones spinoff. Anything. Just stop done i'd be okay with it uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't but, even uh, watch it i wouldn't even give it a, 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 a second of time i'd watch it but i really love phoebe waller bridge she was good she was fantastic and i loved her in fleabag but so you and i had i think pretty strong differences of opinion on this film uh, i gave it a solid b plus i walked out of the film and i looked at shaley and i'm like i don't get the 68% critic score, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. I walked out, I said, I loved it. 
I loved it. I liked it. I mean, I didn't love it, but I liked it. It was fun. It was fine. Um, I wouldn't spend money to go see it in the theater again. Well, well that's, that's a big thing for me. That's a huge, like that's a B plus movie. I probably would. A minus, I probably wouldn't spend money to see it in theater again. I would see, not I, do that I, for I this. I take it differently only because there are a few films I will go see in the theater multiple times. I Mostly it's been Star Wars films. Like, yeah. I think I saw, um, not Attack of the Clones, um, um, The Force Awakens. I want to say I saw that at least four times in the theaters. Yeah, me too. But I also saw Dark, um, The Dark Knight probably four or five times in the theater too. Oh, really? I, I may have seen it a second time. I don't recall, but at least once. Yeah, it was such a good movie, such a good story. Yeah, I had to so see good. it again. It's so good. But Probably I mean, super movie, superhero film. It, for for a movie to get close to you know, it, it, forever, if it would ever get an A from me, it'd be something that I would spend money to see on it again in the theater. I'll say this: in the lead up to this film, and even after watching this film, I kind of want to go back and reassess Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I I don't think it's as bad as people say it is. Probably isn't. I need to reassess. I've only seen it once. I think I've seen it twice, but I could be wrong. I'd like to reassess. I, you know, it, you got to remember that Indy is based on pulp. Just kind of, you know, it's, he's just a pulp yeah. hero. And for my money, like I said, I I found this movie very fun. I agree that it's. I was part of it was I went into it like I I had heard there were pacing problems that it was a bit overly long. And I admit, it was a little slow for me in that first half. I don't mind things being slow. Just do it deliberately. Like, I, the I first part was it. a gimmick. I, so you don't think it missed Spielberg? Not at all. Oh, wow. We definitely disagree. Spielberg is about a million times the director as mangled for this kind of film. Here's why. Um, and this might ruffle some feathers. Spielberg is not the same director he was. In the eighties and 90s. yes, he is. He just chose not to do those movies. Yes, he no, is. No, he's not. He's, he's yes. He's he's, not. Has, he's chosen not to do. You can't say that he's chosen not to make those films. I disagree. He did Ready Player One. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was not. Top it was top also top. not his original script. He was just kind of taking something from a book. That's so that's fine. a little different. That's fine. What I'm saying is, so for me, and I realize this is not the overwhelming consensus for me the best is raiders that's the first and it's the best by far i know a lot of people think that the last crusade is the second best film in the series i don't for me it's temple of doom and now part of that may have been my age when i saw it and all the excitement that went into it and the because the, this was the temple of the Temple of Doom was the film that created the PG-13 rating. Right. So there was a lot of hype there. And I admit, as a 12-year-old boy, I probably really got into it like, oh, my God, this is so gross and they're going so far. It's very gory for an indie film and it's supposed to be PG or is it? So that one had an effect on me. Yes, I go back and watch it now and realize it's, I don't know, for whatever reason, it's a good one. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't. I think two and three are basically the same for me. I don't know if I can put one over the other because okay. Have such so a different, I'm not, we, we kind of agree. Like, it's, it's such a different take on each one. Is it's such a different feeling that 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 they almost warrant their own. So many people areas. say that. And again, it's not everyone, but so many people do say that for them, you know, Last Crusades, their second favorite, which is fine. Yeah, I don't love that film. In fact, for me, I'm like. Yes, I get that Sean Connery's in it, and he's a lot of fun. And one of my criticisms of this film, I get why it is, but we've got five films in the franchise now. Three of them, Nazis are the antagonists. A lot of Nazis. You know? And for me, The Last Crusade, it, for me, it was much more of a rehash of Raiders than Temple was. Oh, I didn't see it at all as a rehash, but it was more. I well, liked I like the idea of the, of the 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 Last Crusade. People mistook it for 
the last adventure, but it was the last crusade to find the cup of the crusaders it had nothing to do with right. being the but people because they named it that it's like, here's the cup of Christ. So, well, I think um, when it came out, it was a double meaning. I think they were thinking about stopping Indy there because maybe from there, Lucas went on and did the young Indiana Jones adventures. Right. So I think he thought he was done, but I can see the other way too. The, the, the title is amorphous. It can be used many ways. So for me, I'll just go real quick. Number one's Raiders. Number two's Temple. I slot this at number three, Dial of Destiny. Oh, God, no. Yes. You are out of your fucking mind. No. Everybody and here's tell, why. I'm cussing because everybody, just tell Michael, this. no way. You're the, so fucking It's my opinion. Way. It's Raiders, it's Temple, Dial of Destiny, Last <laughs> Crusade, and number five is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. This is number three for me. I liked it that much. Wow. Okay. Me, wow. So getting to your point then, I'm sorry. Spielberg did not do a great job on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He It seemed like he was half sleeping through it. Now, part of it may have been the story. Anyway, and as I, said, yeah. as I said before, I love Spielberg through the 90s. Even some stuff in the 2000s. He's done some fantastic work. But he's changed his focus and his storytelling. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying he became known for the blockbusters. I mean, you can start with Jaws, right? And how many blockbusters has he had since then? You know, E.T., Indiana Jones. You could go on for a while. But he shifted. And, you know, you're thinking about his 2000s on up output. The biggest, you know, Spielberg-esque movie that he's most known for, like his style that people think, oh, Spielberg, he does the, you know, the big tentpole film, films, would be Ready Player One. And it was fine. But he has purposely moved to films like War Horse, uh, the... Um, not the Spiegelmans. What, what is his? The one about his family, the Fablemans. The Fablemans. Great movie. Eh, it was all right. <laughs> Whatever. It's it a was. Great movie. I, it was good. It's a great. It's a great start. The movie just ends. Well, that ends at the what you know the rest of the story. You kind of know becomes the director. No reason right. to end. I was like, all right, so. Is, Mom fell in love with his dad's best friend. His dad tried to be positive, and uh, he became a director. Okay, yeah, it's eh, it is what it is. I'm I saw. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. I saw it on a flight. Lincoln? Um, Do you see Lincoln? I haven't, so I can't speak to that. Great know, fucking movie. I don't doubt it. I'm not saying he doesn't do great films anymore, but it, it's kind of like it's not kind of like. He did the big blockbusters. I mean, he, Jurassic Park, right? But even Jurassic Park 2, he's kind of like, I've already done this. He didn't do Jurassic Park 2. He's yes, a producer. He didn't direct it. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Okay, to the internet. Uh, the Lost World. If I can type it as we talk. Pretty sure he was a producer. Let's see what it says. The film was directed by Steven Spielberg from a screenplay by David Cope. All right. Stand corrected. That's okay. You can sit corrected. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, again, and I'm taking way too long, he's become a different director by choice, and I'm not against that. I saw War Horse on a press pass when it first came out. I really liked it. It's a good movie. I mean, who takes the, the risk of focusing and making your central plot device about a horse that's drafted into World War One, and the stories and the effects of the people around that horse. It's a moving, emotional film. I mean, there's so much horrible shit going on, but it's a good movie. And I, I keep picking on that because that's the one that keeps coming to mind. But he's done other really good films. I'm yeah, just like saying, the one that, you know, West Side Story. Right, and I'm not against that. And that's, I love, but that's the thing. He's doing different things. He's like, I'm going to stretch my wings. I'm going to do a musical. Who would ever thought he was going to do a musical, right? So I think I, he jumps around, right? So you've got, you've got, I'm going to go just from 2000. Okay. AI, Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, The Terminal, War of the Worlds, Munich, Crystal Skull, Adventures of Tintin, which I didn't see. I think that was animated. 
That was he co-directed that, right? When, when, Just his director under his IMDb, so I'll give okay. it that. Uh, War Horse, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies, did not see. BFG, 216, The Post, Ready Player One, West Side, and Fablemans. Mm-hmm. So a lot of different. I mean, he jumps around. Right, but, but like look, you said, not exactly. I mean, yes, AI, that was a Kubrick film, but he decided to stretch his wings. I mean, if you go back to 98, that's Saving Private Ryan. That is classic Spielberg, right, when he shifted to, you know, the war movies. But as we know from the Fablemans, that's kind of where he started. To me, the Fableman is a, is a very classic Spielberg-directed movie. Eh. I, I'm happy I saw it, but it was lacking in my opinion. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. No, I think that at the end of the day, look, you liked it. That's great. You loved it. Uh, it's not better than the last crusade, but that's okay. You can have that opinion. Um, <laughs> well, that's the thing is it's just opinions. I get that you like last crusade more. I've never been a huge fan of the last crusade. Like I will sit down and rewatch Raiders over and over and over and over. And then I'll go watch temple of doom. Now to complete the series, I would probably throw in last crusade, but I think I've seen Last Crusade maybe a couple handful of times since it's come out. I just, whatever reason, that movie just doesn't do it for me. Well, we'll let the we'll let the the listeners tell us what they think at some point uh, off of that. We can let's jump into um, Strange New Worlds since we have we have some time left to talk about that. <laughs> this is going to be a very similar uh, theme to the last one. No, <laughs> we'll probably argue even more. Well, so I, I, loved I went it. first last time. You loved it. This this was I this series it. is going down the fucking toilet. No I way. just watched a CW. Do you think? Do you think Spock likes me? Oh yes, of course. It was such a fucking high school nonsense crap. What about her? Oh, my mom's gonna be so upset. It's Freaky Friday. Turns into a human, and, and then like, oh, her mom's gonna be so mad. I better hide. I'm gonna wear the skull cap so my mom doesn't see it. This was so fucking stupid. I love this it. was terrible. This I was this was an embarrassment to science fiction. This is not Fantastic. a science. That was not a science fiction show at all that I just watched. Zero. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Then why why have it Star Trek? Be fucking friends or something. Go on CW and, and do something. Star Trek is at its best when it's about the interpersonal relationships. The fact they're in space is just there. It's kind of like I'm not saying the show's as good as this, but like Game of Thrones, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's a space or Middle Evil times. It it's about the characters, and it's about making you care about the characters. But I didn't that, care. All I did was make fun of them. This was it was so childish. It was so childish, Michael, that there was nothing to grasp onto. It was really like watching a bunch of teenagers. It I, was so bad. I don't know how. I, I really this really gets me. Like I have no idea. Somebody as smart as you and what we've talked about can look at this and honestly say that was good. I really don't because this is classic Star Trek. You purport to be a big fan of next generation right no i don't be a big fan i said it was good i was never a big fan of any star trek it's good this was as most of a next generational show as we've seen yet this this reminded me so much of the latter seasons of next generation when you had the wharf Riker, uh troy love triangle going on which Obviously, eventually resolved itself. I mean, we know Riker and Troy got married. We know Worf, you know, got transferred to Deep Space Nine and got married to Jedzia Dax, blah, 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 blah. But that, that was one of my favorite things of Next Generation back in the day. There's even that episode where they jump forward in future and there's all these different realities and, uh, you know, uh, where Riker's pissed off at Worf for... He believes, you know, it's his fault that Troy died and blah, blah, blah. This reminded me of that because it's about the relationships. And I ship Spock and Nurse Chapel so much. I loved it. And I know you don't like it, Joe, and that's fine. Um, It's not for everyone. This is Star Trek. Can you make Spock any dumber and weaker, please? Can you just do that? Just keep going then. Keep keep going down the strangers. Just keep making... 
it, it's just they took one of the most iconic. It, it's it's like fucking up Luke Skywalker. They just fucked it up. No, they, they, no. The whole point of Spock is to be a mirror against humanity because he is conflicted because he's half human, half Vulcan. It's a way to explore humanity. And the fact that he lost his Vulcanness and had to still try. They fucking Vulcan. turned him into fucking Sheldon Cooper. Okay. Is what that what I just watched on this episode. Oh, I'm gonna eat some more bacon. And like it was so fucking bad. Oh, I, I, I actually was angry watching it. Like I, I'm gonna like like why don't I just put fucking Twilight on or something? It was so bad. But there have been other episodes within the Star Trek canon, including with Spock and other Vulcans. But we've seen even in Star Trek three that you know, before they control their emotions, Vulcans go to the nth degree with their emotions and act like this. So it's it's canon. It's Star Trek through and through. Again, it may not be for you. So let me throw this out there. I really enjoyed season one. I, this season's going nowhere. This season is just more of season one. And so, okay. I know I'm biased because I'm a Star Trek fan. Okay. We, we all know that I held out hope against hope that Star Trek, that Picard season one and two would be awesome. And I fully agree. Season two is shit of Picard. I came around. I held on to the last second, but they shit the bed. It's fine. But when it got done, like Shay, Shaylee is not a Star Trek fan. In fact, the previous episode, she got, there's like 10 minutes left and they're going to wrap things up. It's the climax. She got up and left the room to go do something else. I'm like, you're done? She's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Which is fine. So she actually came into this episode about halfway through and I actually paused as we were watching. I was like, do you want me to bring you up to speed? And I did. And we got done. She's like, I love that episode. I'm like, me too. Now. Yeah, it's Freaky Friday. Hold on. I don't bring that up to say. So I actually, I knew how you felt about it already. Uh, because your message to me earlier this week. <laughs> so I'm like, am I imagining things like, am I off on this? Like, I that's fine. Cause there are some things, you know, not everyone has to like everything and not everyone has to like everything the same way. Like obviously with Indiana Jones, I loved it. Give it a solid B plus. I think it's the third best. You don't, that's fine. We can disagree on things. So I went and grabbed a smattering of reviews online of not just season two, but of this very episode. All right. <clears throat> Den of Geek, 4.5 out of 5. TV Fanatic, the editors gave it a 4 out of 5. The audience gives it a 4.3 out of 5. Vulture, 4 out of 5. Pop Culture Maniacs, 4.7 out of 5. And last but not least, Metacritic didn't have a rating just for this episode. They gave a rating for season two. Now, mind you, we're not done with season two. But season one had a Metacritic score of 80, which is usually universal accolades. People like it. To be. Right. It's a weighted score because it takes all the shit and all the heavy, so that's fine. Now, again, the caveat here is season two is not complete. The current score on Metacritic for season two is 88. So, all I'm trying to say to Joe is maybe Star Trek's not for you, and that's okay. <laughs> it would be if they can be a little more intelligent with the TV show instead of making teenagers. That would be so. I thought it was intelligent cool. in the fact of how they dealt with Spock. I mean, I'm not the only one. I was like, Ethan Peck did a phenomenal job as Spock. I'm not picking as, on him. And that's, I'm not saying you are. Now, to be clear, no one's ever going to top Nimoy. Nimoy is the the gold standard for Spock. But we've had other, we've had Zachary Kinto, we've had Peck, I think we've had, I don't know who else we've had, but I thought, I thought the episode was fantastic. And again, that's my take and apparently the take of many other geek websites. So I'm not saying that, and again, I'm not saying to say I'm right, you're wrong. I'm just saying we're coming from different places and you've established many times that you're not a Trekkie and that's fine. I'm just saying the Trekkies seem to be loving this. 
Well, I don't know all of Trek. Okay. And you don't need to. Um, But if this is a completely different timeline, then I guess, you know, fine. But what I've read is that it completely changes like uh, Spock experiencing being human, entirely human, renders his entire journey of self-discovery from the cage to TOS to TMP to WOK, SFS, FF, I don't know what these all are, and TUC absolutely moot. That could be argued. I can see that. Well, I just argued it from somebody else who knows this stuff. I don't know. While you came with reference, I'm bringing reference back to you. It basically, because you, it basically fucks the timeline up or whatever, because he became fully human when it took this giant path for him to actually understand what it is to be human. So just because he was human for less than, see, you can argue against that too. Sure. Yes. He was human for about 24 ish hours, maybe 48, however long the episode was. That's not enough to get the full human experience. It's a struggle that he is going to have for his whole life. It's not, I don't want to say it's like a mental illness, but it's the duality of who Spock is. He's always going to be in conflict between his Vulcan and human side. That's just who he is. At at other times, he's going to be better at it and stronger at it. But it's always going to be a conflict within him. You can't take that away because that's what makes Spock Spock. Well, I'm going to the to the geek area of Twitter. <laughs> okay, well, that's Twitter. Well, with Trek, the Trek geeks, you know, they turned him into a sitcom character. It was good for some laughs, but they were at the expense of everything that had come before. And that's basically how I feel. And that's totally fine. But I mean, I thought I just thought season one was way better than this so far. But that's the thing. I'm not seeing any difference between season one and season two at this point. I felt like there was more adventures and other things. Now it's just like these weird little, like, again, this is a cheap episode. One well, set. This was an adventure. It was one set. Like, do something, man. Like, they're not doing anything. Let's go yeah. talk to some celestial god being with the different, let's talk to Yellow and, I don't know. That's totally Star Trek, though. Yeah, that I, that is. That part is. I'm not going to argue it. I didn't like it, but. I mean, you argue the one set and, you know, the cheapness. So many Next Generation episodes were that way, too. Yes, there were times where they paid more money and they had the Big Mac episodes, as Ron Moore used to call some of those episodes in BSG and in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. But as I was talking to Sheely about this, I referenced the episode where Riker gets trapped on a planet and he's basically in a cave the entire episode, but you don't realize he's in a cave because uh, he's he's with someone else that got marooned on this planet and... This, this creature, this other alien, has mental powers and makes him think he's still on the Enterprise, but he has suffered amnesia. But then it all comes to a head when he he encounters Minuet. If you know anything about Minuet, that's the tell to realize that something's gone funky. And again, it's a cheap episode, and there's really, you know, only a couple people in the entire episode, but it's classic Trek. Or even uh, the episode where uh, Picard gets you know zapped in the brain by the satellite from this this civilization that is dead they basically died due to climate change but he experiences an entire lifetime with children and grandchildren and learns how to play this flute again it's not an expensive episode it's a cheap episode but it's about the characters so again i'm not saying you have to like it i'm not trying to sway you i'm just trying to say that this is classic trek through and through that's all Okay. <laughs> and you don't have to like it, Joe, and that's fine. No. Well, we'll see what everybody else thinks. Uh, how can people tell us about what they think for Indy and Star Trek? We'll get into Strange um, or uh, Secret, Wars. Secret Wars next week. Have something yeah. to talk about because there's no movies we're going to watch between now and then. It's going to change. So that's totally keep fine. That yeah, because we can cover uh, Secret Wars 4 and 5. That'll lead us up to the penultimate episode. Yes. We'll talk about that then. But for this week's content, did you see Indiana Jones? What did you think? Is Star Trek Strange New World Star trek enough for you? Or is that the problem? Is it Star trek enough for you? Let us know on either Twitter or Instagram at KyberCast. Or if Facebook is more your jam, you can find us on both a group and a page at the KyberCast. 
And if you'd like to help out the show, make sure you smash that subscribe button. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast. Tell your friends about the show. They can find us at any podcatcher that's pretty much out there. Uh, Or better yet, send them to our website, kybercast.com. All of our shows are streaming at our site. So if you want to keep watching Star Trek CW, go right ahead. We can talk more about that next week as well. We'll pick that up. But let us know what you think about all those. As Michael said, I'd be interested uh, myself to see where we come out on this uh, new thing. So until then, this is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.